Yeah, yeah, yeah! Come and take a look at the snow. Bright white as far as your eyesight goes. Come and take a look at the fields of snow. I'll just get my coat, then we're good to go. Come and take a look at the lake. Let's have a quick skate before it gets late. Come and take a look at the frozen lake. Put your clothes on, mate. Don't make that mistake. Greetings, holiday shoppers. There are now 318 shopping days left until Christmas, and I think you know what that means. That means it is time for another episode of Christmas Creeps, your one-stop shop for holiday movies and TV shows all year round. Hi, my name is Joseph Wade. I will be your host for this evening. Here with me tonight is my co-host, Johnny Five, the human robot. Hello, hello. How are you, Mr. Five? I'm doing pretty well. How are you? It's a February morning, and I'm talking about Seinfeld. Pretty good one in my book. Um, so on this episode of Christmas Creeps, we're doing a stocking stuffer uh, where we decided to talk about uh, a show that I am very fond of and John, I think, is a fan of as well, Seinfeld. Um, the episode in question is not the Festivus episode, The Strike. Uh, I, I think a lot of Christmas podcasts would maybe do that one first and only that one. But uh, there is a second Christmas episode of Seinfeld, and it is called The Pick. From season four, uh, aired December 16th, 1992. It kind of sort of is a Christmas episode, so it counts, I say. Yeah, kind of sort of is a good way to put it. <laughs> Tangentially. It's, 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 it's as much about Christmas as Seinfeld is about anything. Yeah, basically, yeah. I mean, the, the big thing in this episode is Christmas cards. And like one of the major B-plots is Elaine dealing with a bad Christmas card. Uh, everything else really is sort of tangential, and um, I think, well, and we, we can. There's there's basically three different plots running in this episode, so let's just go ahead and break down each one of them. Um, it opens with George lamenting his on again, off again relationship with Susan, which is very tiresome. <laughs> yeah, I mean. It's very much played up to the fact that George is being very annoying to his friends about this, but I mean, it starts to piss you off, like just watching it. You're just kind of like, okay, George, you need to shut the fuck up now. Especially like having seen the series and knowing where that relationship goes. It's just, oh, George, what are you doing? But also like knowing that the uh, the actress who played Susan, like knowing because I know that at, at some point she had she had said that like the cast really kind of just treated her like a space alien because they didn't know what to do with her so basically through her entire run of the show and so when I mean, you see George just like agonizing over why you know, the breakup and how to get her back and then maybe after he gets her back deciding oh no I don't actually want to do this like it's this, this this show really does Susan like dirty <laughs> and it's all because of George um but he's agonizing over this because they had just broken up. And Jerry, on the other hand, is now dating a supermodel that he met on an airplane in the previous episode. And it comes out that she is the model for a new fragrance called, I forget, it's Ocean or Beach. One or it's the called other. Ocean. It's called, okay. Kramer's is called Beach. Hers is called Ocean. Right. Because in, a, in another ep- earlier episode, like Seinfeld is actually like very... Uh, like it keeps the plot threads running very tightly, even though each episode yeah. is is you know can stand on its own. You really do kind of have to know what's going on in Seinfeld, which is really strange. Yeah, for a show about nothing, there very much very much does like have a continual plot thread throughout it when it really shouldn't. Yeah, and I, like each which season has an arc basically. 
which I think that might be another part of its like subversion of everything sitcoms were doing at the time. Mm-hmm. Because look at like Full House. Not only is there learning and hugging at the end of every episode, but you can watch any given episode and n- not be lost. You know, you're not going to be like, wait, who's this character? What are they talking about? Because that doesn't matter. Yeah. And like, or with friends, even like the, the major plot of friends is uh, will they, won't they regarding any two of the friends. So as long as you know that going in, it's like it doesn't matter what the plot is. But then with Seinfeld, like they do really commit to having like season long arcs and making sure that these things are, are uh, tended to in every episode. So like George's thing with Susan and Kramer's thing with uh, Calvin Klein, it's like it's very tight as far as a sitcom plot goes almost to the point where like if you're not watching this sequentially or if you haven't seen the other episodes it's very strange but the, yeah i mean i yeah i've not caught too many seinfelds especially not very recently and i think most of the ones i've watched did they stop the stand-up at the beginning shtick about like halfway through the run or something like that i think so i think at a certain point they just give up on that most of the ones I've seen in syndication have been, have been like the, uh, the the stand-up start ones, what I'm guessing are the early seasons. Kind of like how if you ever catch like Married with Children on TBS at 4 a.m., it's always an episode with uh, Steve Darcy instead of uh, Jefferson. Yeah. Because for some reason, they only like bought the rights in syndication for like the first two seasons or something. I guess my version of that was like when I was a kid and I would watch Taxi on Nick at Night – they and they they basically never played any of the episodes with Andy Kaufman, and I only I only found out Andy Kaufman was in the show when I watched the Jim Carrey movie Man on the Moon, because apparently Nick Knight didn't buy the Andy Kaufman episodes. Like that was not part of the package deal. So they just picked and chose episodes that didn't have him in there in the in them because episodes with him were more expensive. That or I think there was something in somebody's contract that they either didn't like Andy Kaufman or Andy Kaufman didn't want his episodes in syndication. Probably the latter, yeah, that would make sense. Probably. But it was just so strange. Like, <laughs> you find out there's a whole, like, half of, of this sitcom that I've never seen before with this strange character no one's ever met. <laughs> I kind of wish Seinfeld had something like that, but that would just make the whole thing more inscrutable. But then let's talk about Elaine real quick and her plot, because that's basically why we're here. So um, Jerry gets a Christmas card from his girlfriend. Yes, um, yes. Which is... Because she's a model, I'm guessing is why. But she, her Christmas card is a picture of her on the cover. You know, like you see families do to send to other family members, but she's just, hey, it's a picture of me here. Enjoy everybody. But it also looks like it's Which been cool. uh, like it also looks like it's been uh, doctored up at, with like arts and crafts because it looks like it has like a border and glitter around it, like like something a child would make. Yeah, it, it very much looks like a like a homemade card. Not even like oh, I sent this off to whatever the 1992 equivalent of Vistaprint is. Yeah. I, I think the answer is it was a prop that they didn't think anybody in 2020 would, would have a close look at. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, Elaine starts to get kind of like, envious isn't quite the right word, but she's like, oh, I should do that. That's a good idea. And Kramer offers to take her picture. Um, Which is her first mistake. Yes. Just just believing that Kramer, even if Kramer knows how to do something, just believing that it's going to go well. Yeah, just believing he's competent at anything. But he has and, he has camera equipment in his apartment, so Elaine and, and Kramer, you know, they leave. And as they're leaving, they're having some sort of argument. She's like, "Oh no, what am I going to wear?" He's like, "Oh no, we got we got wardrobe. We'll improvise." And <laughs> I think, I think from later, what he ends up doing is he gets her to change like some sort of button up shirt. 
maybe because that then that's the thing I started wondering was like like the logistics of how because what happens is she gets Jerry gets the Christmas card from Elaine. He looks at it and he notices that uh, she has a nipple exposed. And I'm trying to figure out the logistics of how that would work. Like the only yeah. Yeah, the only explanation or clue to it is when she's on the phone with her sister, she talks about, like, you know, you ever, like, you know, it's not that hard to forget a button or something like that, you know? Right. Which I guess makes sense, but. And I'm not going to say I would need to see it because that sounds, that sounds bad, but, uh, like, I just wish I could visualize in my head what that looks like. Yeah. Like, what kind of a pose she was in or what thing she was wearing that would expose a nipple like that i don't know i don't know but then the the drama comes or the turn comes when she realizes she has sent this christmas card to like 300 people yeah like i don't even know 300 people but i would not send a christmas card to you know my mailman if if i was the type of person that wasn't just you know terrible like if i wasn't a terrible person and i actually sent out christmas cards I would send them out like six or seven people total. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like a few family members, a few friends, and that would basically be it. Yeah. But I, I guess I guess a, a young professional living in New York City knows a shitload of people. So that's all I can think. She and also, si- she, yeah. she doesn't send one to George. <laughs> that's, that's pro- that, to me, is the best part of the whole joke, is that she doesn't send one to George. Well, they they like the show's done like plots with that too, where like George and Elaine are alone together and they don't know what to say to each other because like they're not really that that close of friends. Yeah, they, they're they're their only common thing is that they both know Jerry. Yeah, and so when like the one episode where they are like stuck together, all they all they wind up doing is just shit talking on Jerry. <laughs> but then as a result, like George doesn't get a Christmas card. Like he he even goes to a therapist to talk about his his issue with Susan. And she got a Christmas card, but I guess the therapist is Elaine's sister. Is that right? Uh, or a friend? Uh, or someone, yeah, someone Elaine knows. So yeah. Elaine recommends her to that therapist. Yeah, and but yeah, so the Christmas card goes out immediately, and the therapist has it, and she like puts it on her table, and George is like, "There's a nipple," and also I didn't get one. My favorite part about that is they invite Kramer in, or not Kramer, but they invite Newman in to look at it, just as like an independent outside observer, and Newman immediately notices, and then that's it. He's he's done with the episode. Yeah, he doesn't giggle or say anything. He's just like, "Yep, that's it. Bye." <laughs> <laughs> then my favorite, which my favorite uh, image, which I think I'm going to try to put on the uh, the cover for this episode, is when Jerry's trying to tell Elaine, like, "It's not that bad." He pulls his shirt up and shows her his nipples, and then Kramer pulls his shirt up and shows her his nipples yes. too. And they're both just standing there, and Kramer's looking at Jerry, like, "Yeah, what are we doing?" <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> which to comparison, it's that that would be like if 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 like you like your pants in the subway and someone's just like sure everyone everybody poops well it's that it's that scene from billy madison where the kid pees himself yeah. and then i was like <laughs> all the cool kids pee themselves <laughs> that's what that scene is that's probably where they got it is from this episode dear lord good lord man but yeah like uh, christmas cards in general are just such i'm not gonna say they're an odd phenomenon because i mean maybe we're the weird ones who just don't do that kind of thing we're killing the Christmas card industry. I know. I mean, dirty millennials and the no dirty millennials are killing the the bespoke craft uh, Christmas card industry. Like, I'll just go buy a, a freaking Hallmark one and send it. That's fine. 
but uh, no, like that's a thing that like that real families do. They, they also they don't go to their neighbor's friend who has a camera. They go to like a professional studio to have a picture made. Yeah, which that's that's really Elaine's uh, mistake here. But like you, the, the, you get you get Christmas cards of you know a, a family with their two kids and in, in a, a a very nice backdrop with like the lasers and the clouds and stuff. The real 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 nineties bullshit. Yeah, and their sweaters are all matching. Yeah, and they they're all like the cable knit sweaters with the reindeer on them or something. Yeah, I hate it. Are we are we terrible for for not liking this phenomenon? Are, are we are we the weird ones here? Man, if you send me a if you send me a Christmas card, all it does is I get an email from the post office saying there's something in my mailbox, and then I go out to the mailbox and get it. Yeah, like we get, like every Christmas at work, you know, they customers and clients send us Christmas cards, and we just hang them on the big bulletin board, you know, in the break room. Uh, if I get a Christmas card at home in my office, I don't know where to put it. My refrigerator's already full. My I don't know who's gonna see it if I put it on display, so I just don't know what to do with this thing. Unless you're going to be the kind of person who sends me, like, really weird stuff in the mail for Christmas, which I would kind of love. And if if that's the case, you would probably, probably be a fan of, like, our, our friend over at Weird Christmas who, like, on, on Twitter, all he does is post just strange old Christmas cards from, like, 100 years ago. It's actually a great yes. account. Because <laughs> people got wild with Christmas cards back in the day. So I'll put that in the show notes because that's a good time. But, uh, yeah, this episode, it really hinges on... <laughs> Elaine accidentally showing a nipple at Christmas time. And then well there's there's the other the one little scene in the middle where like Elaine and I guess her boyfriend Fred they go out and do like charity work or something and Jerry talks about how that's what Christmas is all about. People doing charity for people who aren't me. Like he's just going to pass the buck off on that completely. Yeah, I love that. That's what the that's what the spirit of Christmas is all about. Knowing that people in the world are doing charity and I'm not one of them. Hooray for me. Yeah. People are doing good so I can continue to just be neutrally evil. Mm-hmm. And it evens out. Yeah. Like the, 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 co- the cosmic like weight of society is tilting towards good. Therefore, I don't have to contribute right now. <laughs> oh, boy. And then I guess the final like little, little bit of this episode is that Kramer uh, has a meeting with Calvin Klein. Not the actual Calvin Klein. Like They cast an actor to be Calvin Klein, but about his, his uh, ocean or his beach uh, fragrance. And he winds up being an underwear model. Like they, they, they don't listen to him, but they're like, I like the cut of this man's jib. And also he's a doofus. Let's put him in an underwear ad. And what happens at the end of the episode is the ad comes out and Oh no, presumably one of Kramer, one of Kramer's testicles is hanging out of the underwear. Oh boy. Also we, we completely, we completely glossed over the part of the episode that the episode's name comes from. Well, it's not important. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it is the most unimportant part of the episode. What happens is Jerry is like scratching at the side of his nose in a car and his girlfriend is in a cab next to him. And from her angle, it looks like he's just like just basically knuckle deep up his nose. Yeah. And so she refuses to talk to him about it because she thinks he was doing a doing a pick in public, mm-hmm. as they put it. And then... George gets back with his girlfriend, and then as soon as he starts going up to her apartment, he's, like, realizing, oh, I got to made a horrible mistake. And so he starts picking his nose to get her to ask him to leave <laughs> instead of just walking out or something. 
Yeah. And and that kind of begins like the next part of like George's arc in the show where he's trying to do anything and everything to like get Susan to break up with him. <laughs> but it all starts with the pick. And he 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 treats it like it's like a genius move that he discovered. Like, no, he just watched Jerry complain about not picking his nose. <laughs> this is the thing with Seinfeld. Like, we're I'm just laughing talking about this show. Like I think people are starting to sour on Seinfeld, and that bums me out. Yeah, I mean, it's a thing where you, you you have to watch Seinfeld and not and not remind yourself, oh, yeah, this is the guy that dates high school girls when he's like 40 or 50. Well, yeah, that's true. That would come later. But also, yeah, I mean, and, it's it's Jerry dating. It's I mean, Jerry, even in the show, Jerry's like always dating a, a different supermodel or something. So as he gets older and as the show progresses, like that never stops. And I'm sure after the show, it didn't stop either. So they get older and he stays the same age? Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or the other way around. I ruined the joke. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry is also a time traveler. That's, that's the great thing about going on dates as a vampire. They get older, I stay the same age. <laughs> Count oh, Wooderson. Count Seinfeld. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, I mean, Seinfeld is definitely starting to show its age, but I think episodes like this kind of keep it grounded a, a little bit because and people are always going to pick their nose people are always going to you know have a ball hanging out at some point uh people like george are always going to want to be out of a bad relationship it's just you know it's it's universal it's very uh i'm not going to say timeless yeah. because it's very 90s but also like it's still relatable i guess yeah i i have to say the the fact that it's not really about anything very much helps it in its favor like it's not going to have some weird schmaltzy lesson at the end of it that is, that was even at the time a cliche because it just doesn't have lessons. Right. It's the whole no hugging, no learning kind of kind of thing uh, that always Sunny like wound up picking up and like running with and is still running. with. Yeah, I think the biggest difference between the two of them is with always Sunny. Usually they're only in the end terrible to each other. Yeah. Where Seinfeld is more like, no, we'll just we're sociopaths. Yeah, like we we will sit in our little think tank that is Jerry's apartment and come up with like terrible ways to treat people, and then we'll go out into the world and like put them into action, basically. They don't always suddenly they'll do the same thing, but the, their immediate instinct is to turn on each other. Yeah, they will always eat themselves alive, and that's what matters. Like the the four people on Seinfeld, aside from Elaine and George, like actually seem to care about each other. Maybe, actually, I take that back because no, I don't think they do. I really don't. They're just the only people that each other can stand. Yeah. I think the final episode made that clear. was that they are, they are, all of them are the only people that can, that can stand the rest of them. Yeah. I think that's what the judge even says. Like, you four deserve each other. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so this, it's not really a Christmas episode, but it's the closest Seinfeld would come until um, the strike. And the strike is, like, the, the big one. So much so that it's not even a Christmas episode. It's a Festivus episode because Seinfeld can't Seinfeld can't let them just have a Christmas episode. They have to invent a whole new holiday. I mean, because they've done like New Year's episodes and I think Thanksgiving episodes. But like this and the strike are really the only two. And even then, they're not very uh, Christmassy at all. Yeah, I mean, compared to like other sitcoms, too, like I know like with ABC, Basically, any show on ABC, they were huge on Halloween episodes in particular. Yeah, like thinking about like Home Improvement, Roseanne. Yeah, especially in the '90s, that was huge. Like, 
was like they had always had to do like a block of, of uh, Halloween episodes. And even like The Simpsons, like Treehouse of Horror is just like a big deal every, every Halloween. Yeah. I mean, there's more than a few Simpsons Christmas episodes, but since season two, every year there's been a Halloween episode of The Simpsons. Yeah, you can like always count on it. And even in like in the later, even like the later years, didn't they start like start the season with the Treehouse of Horror? Yeah, um, not every season, but a lot of seasons. Treehouse of Horror is the first episode of the season. Mm-hmm. Hi, everybody. This is this Seinfeld episode is now about the Simpsons. Congratulations. Oh well, since we're talking about Fox Animation now, I have a question for you, Joe. Yeah, yeah. What's up? So Hank Hill has a nary urethra, <laughs> uh, or as his dad would put, a nary ureti. Yeah. And therefore, having they had difficulties conceiving Bobby, and they're probably not going to have any other kids. Correct. True. What is the like? How physiologically? How does this work? I want to say they tried like crazy until one of them took. But like, what's the what's 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 the deal with Hank Hill's dick? Is it like? Is it like it just it's it's like a slow bathroom drain where it's like oh, where like the tub what... fills up and it just takes an hour to oh, drain out basically. I see what you're asking. Okay, yeah, yeah. It's it's like it's like um it's like one of his testicles is stepping on the hose basically, right? Yeah. So it's just he. Not to talk about Hank Hill jizzing, but Hank Hill jizzes <laughs> and it just comes out for like three hours, just drip, drip, drip. So much for so much for these episodes being the family friendly ones. <laughs> Does, so I mean, no, so I, Hank, Hank and Peggy are having sex for three hours. Does that count as tantric? <laughs> it counts as tantric if you never. I mean, anything could be tantric if you just don't stop, right? There we go. But I, I sting on an episode to rule. Oh God, no! I, I really thought you were going to go into the uh, Bobby is really Bill's child, right? Scenario. Oh no, Bobby! Bobby totally is really Bill, uh, Bill's child. Yeah, like Hank is a narrow urethra, therefore they couldn't conceive. Therefore, therefore uh, Bill had to do it. Like that's how it yeah. went, right? And Hank is just yeah. in denial about it. He knows the truth. He just doesn't want to admit it to himself. Yeah, because like the only like hallmark of stereotypical masculinity Bobby is any good at is the one Bill's good at, which is cooking. Yeah, <laughs> or rather barbecue specifically. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think I don't think there's any question about that, and the show playing coy with it doesn't help. But uh, we're not here to talk about King of the Hill. We're here to talk about Seinfeld, and I think we talked it out just enough. So um, yeah, maybe we'll get we back are, around. Maybe we'll get back around to King of the Hill one of these days because there's still quite a few uh, Christmas episodes left to go. Actually, like two or three, I think we haven't done yet. Yeah, King King of the Hill is one that does go heavy on the Christmas episodes. Yeah, and they they. they so far, we've done, I think, three or four of them, and they've generally been pretty good episodes. So what's what's the rating we use in Stocking Stuffers? Would you, like, would you oh, put this on a Christmas party? Yeah, would you put this on at a Christmas party? Yeah, I'm sorry. Thank you for the, for reminding me. Uh, I would not, because I think if I put this on at a Christmas party, everyone would look at it and go, why is this here? I, it would either go that way, or everyone would, or this would just turn into a Seinfeld watching party. Yeah, like it, w- it would turn the party real quick. And honestly, I'm not against a Seinfeld watching party. Yeah. That sounds like a fun oh, time. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not saying that's a bad bad thing. It's just like this is now just a completely different party. Okay. Here. Okay. Now let's talk about that, though. If you were to put on a Seinfeld watching party and you had to pick like five episodes to show to a crowd, which ones would you pick? Or could you even answer that question? I mean, the problem is you're going to just picking the highlights, I think. Like you're going to end up picking like Puffy Shirt and Soup Nazi. True. I mean, but then I would always... I don't know. See, I would always go to the ones, I guess, 
yeah, I guess the crazier ones like um, Little Jerry or oh, the one where Kramer decides to start. What's it? What is it? The one where Kramer starts um, suntanning with butter. Yeah. <laughs> or um, the Ass Man episode, you know, stuff like that. Or hell, I would just say do the Chinese restaurant, uh, the parking garage, all of like the weird bottle episodes. Just do those. Yeah. There you go. I mean, there's a there's a lot of a lot of modes of Seinfeld, so I think you could go any direction you wanted to with that. Um. But yeah, that's how kind of how it is. I wouldn't. This wouldn't be a very Christmassy one to put on at a party, but I wouldn't really be against it either. Like it's Seinfeld. Yeah. It's good. Uh, so that's gonna do it, I think, for this this uh, stocking stuffer of Christmas creeps. Um, we will be back hopefully in a couple of weeks with a, a full full size episode at some point. But uh, until then, you can email any questions or comments or uh, uh, recommendations for future episodes to xmascreeps at gmail dot com, or you can follow us on Twitter at Christmas Creeps. Uh, is there anything I am forgetting? Um, if you are, I'm forgetting it too. Well, in that case, I think that's going to have to do it. Uh, so for Christmas creeps, uh, I'm Joseph Wade. I am Johnny five, the human robot. Uh, giddy up. <laughs>